Hey there, thank you for stopping by our podcast. You are about to listen to an episode, one of our uh, original episodes of our first, uh, I think, 10 or so, uh, where we were branded under the podcast name, Own Your Business, and we now have changed and we've rebranded as Greer Method Complete Coaching. And really what's cool about this podcast is um, if you listen from the beginning to where we are presently, you'll see the refinement that goes on as an entrepreneur figures out what works and what doesn't and as quickly as they can discards the things that don't and then uh, really drive hard the things that do and that's been my journey um, as the host and as the founder of the company and uh, host of the podcast uh, i've constantly been trying to reevaluate remove what's not working and then uh, really dial up and emphasize what is working so thank you for coming here just know that you might hear some random references to own your business but know that you are in the right place and you are listening to Greer Method, the podcast. Thanks for listening. Please leave a comment, uh, like us, share us. That helps us get our message out and uh, definitely apply what you're learning, what you're listening to uh, in any way that you can, whether it be big or small, to produce better, more meaningful outcomes for yourself. Hello and welcome to episode four of Own Your Business. I am Jared J. Greer, the host. I'm an executive coach, performance coach, and I help executives, business owners, and entrepreneurs reach peak performance in all areas of life, not just one or two, but across the board. And my guest today for this episode is a really close friend. He's doing amazing things. He recently left corporate America. He's the VP of Operations. Uh, for Grand Canyon University out in Arizona and has been in higher ed for 15 years and walked away from it to start a flag football league. That's right, a flag football league. He has turned his heart and mind totally to youth sports and he's on a mission to help build um, a program and a youth league that, that builds character, is based and founded on respect, and of course ensures fun. For all of the youth. So you are really going to love this episode as he talks about the transition from corporate America into entrepreneurship, as he talks about some of his doubts and fears and how he gets motivated every single day to get up and do the grind and go through uh, all of the painstaking work that's required to, to get a startup up and running. We're also going to talk about some of the innovation, innovative things that he's doing with his organization, how he enrolls just concourses of volunteers, um, people who just are willing to help at, at a moment's notice and who really make his organization run. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. Please sit back for some easy listening to Jared and Reggie Alfonso. Let's welcome my friend and fellow entrepreneur, Reggie Alfonso. Reggie, welcome. Grazy, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How's your day going so far? It's fun. It's good. It's a good day. It's really good because Reggie and I, just before we both went live, we realized that we couldn't hear each other because I had the mute on. So I had mute, my mute's mute been a killer all day. Computer, and then I had my phone, which I didn't have mute on. So between the two, I'm batting a thousand. I think that's good, right? I don't know sports. <laughs> Anyways, 
Reggie, thanks for coming on the show today. Really appreciate it. Before we really jump into the kind of meat and potatoes, want to give you an opportunity to share, you know, a little bit about game day sports, what you guys are doing there. Tell everybody what it is, what you're excited about, and then I'm just going to just pepper you with a lot of questions about it. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get peppered, man. It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> but good, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, game day sports is it, all about uh, trying to elevate the responsibility of youth sports. Um, I personally grew up with a single mom, and uh, so no dad at home. And, and the only male role models I had uh, were all of my sports coaches. So uh, for me, sports holds a really, really dear place in my heart. Uh, it's where I learned a lot of life lessons. It's where I uh, gained uh, relationships, uh, learned how to persevere, how to push uh, myself, how to uh, set goals and, and attain them, learned how to lose. That's an important part of life. So so game day sports for me is, is all about bundling all of that and, and, and providing a platform where hopefully thousands and thousands of kids um, will have the same opportunity, regardless of their background, regardless of where they come from, they just have an awesome chance to be a part of something that's about fun, character, and respect. Love that. Love that. And you're based in Arizona right yep, now, yep, right? Yep. We're, we're, we're in Phoenix, Arizona right now. Okay. Yep. So something jumped out at me at your kind of explanation is the responsibility of youth sports. So talk yeah. to me more about maybe what you believe that to be and why that's a part of kind of your mission statement. Yeah, it's huge for us because uh, one of the things, so I have three kids, uh, two older boys and a little girl. Uh, my two older boys, um, I coached everything for them, you know, so it was just a coaching for me was a ton of fun because it gave me a chance to build memories and be a part of uh, their experiences. But but that gave me a chance to be around a lot of different sports leagues and a lot of different sports um, with them. And I just started to notice a trend of, um, you know, just uh, parents and their um, demeanor on the sidelines, coaches, you know, coaching five and six year olds like they're getting a paycheck and uh, and just all of these things that for me were starting to tarnish um, what youth sports is supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it 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 was becoming about a bunch of adults reliving, uh, you know, their their childhoods or 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 escalate or elevating their own egos or, you know, it was about them and it wasn't about the lessons that we're supposed to be teaching these kids. Um, and so as I thought of that, and as I thought about, you know, starting this venture for me, it was really about the purity of youth sports and how it can be this powerful force uh, that brings communities together, that brings people together, that brings uh, all of these great things out of people and especially kids uh, and so it's just really been important for me to 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 keep that as the core reason of what we're what we're doing with youth sports. I was gonna say, I mean, definitely kids need it, but I think there's probably a good good uh, number of adults that probably need it as well. Yeah. So <laughs> no no doubt, no doubt. Just just watching, we're we're pretty new into it. I've got a six year old who, you know, we're just getting familiar with the whole junior sports league, and it's. It's pretty intense. And yeah. I think to your point, kind of in some of the wrong ways sometimes. Yeah. Yep. And I, I, I see this happen. You know, sometimes it's almost too intense in the wrong ways. Yeah. Other times it's way too soft. Not intense so how enough. Does your, how does your organization strike that balance? 
Yeah, that's a great question. And, and you know, for me, I, you and I met because we were sitting next to each other and we were competing <laughs> at work, you know? And so, and so, you know, and I, I know how competitive you are and, and, and vice versa. So it's not about removing competition for me at all. I think competition is healthy. Kids need to learn to win and lose. Kids need to compete with themselves as much as with, with their opponents. Uh, and so we, we never want to take that out of sports. That's a big part of the life lessons. Um, so, but what we want to do is we want to compete to the line of respect. And that's something that we share all the time with our coaches, our referees, our parents. Um, there's a healthy way to compete. And then there's just a, a very unhealthy and disrespectful way to compete. Um, and we are constantly changing and tweaking things or adding things to, to our, our experience to make sure that we compete as hard as we possibly can right up to that line of respect. And we never cross that. So, so that's kind of our, that. our, our mantra. Love that. And you're, I mean, you've got winners and losers. Yep. There's you're keeping score. Yep. You've got player of the game, yep. player of Ab the week. Is that right? Yep. Is that absolutely. So, and not everybody wins. So you're no. not giving out consolation prizes for showing up. You're giving full on, here's the, you know, here, here's the player of the game. Absolutely. Tell us what criteria you use for those players of the game. Cause I know it's a little different. Yeah. For us, we use uh, the player of the games is a great opportunity for us to really uh, hit home our life lessons. And so at the beginning of every season, we let our parents know that every week we have a specific weekly focus and that weekly focus might be sportsmanship it might be uh, teamwork. It might be character, uh, whatever the case is. And so we, we, we send that out ahead of times. And whatever week that we're in, our coaches know that at practice and at games, they're sharing, they're defining what that means. They're, exp they're having a quick team meeting to talk about what that looks like in sports and in life. Uh, and at the conclusion of that week, all of the coaches pick uh, one athlete that, that, that embodied whatever we were trying to learn that week the best. Um, and then they're choosing that player for the player of the game. And so after the game, they get a free meal, they get a free Gatorade. Um, and it's just, you know, a neat and fun way for them to take on that life lesson uh, and, then, and then be rewarded by, 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 you know, by being that, that week. What kind of things are you seeing come out of that? Because that's, again, I mean, I just kind of carrying it throughout the week, throughout practice. You guys are talking about it. You guys are yeah. applying it to life. So, you know, give us a feel-good story about where that's, where that's having an impact. Yeah. That, what's cool is the stories that come out of it. Right. You know, like one of the weeks we had leadership, you know, and so they, all of the kids, when they get chosen, they come to our main tent. Uh, and then our volunteers or myself or one of us is asking them before we give them their voucher for a free meal is, you know, what'd you do to learn? What'd you do to earn this? You know, and, and, and you hear stories all the time. The one with leadership was, you know, I noticed that one of my teammates was really down because they missed a few flags and 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 uh, they scored touchdowns on them. Um, so I just went over and said, hey, we have a whole second half to play. We got we have time still. You have time to, to turn this around. And I just picked my teammate up and that teammate went off to play really well the second half. So, you know, it's 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 the story within the story. Right. The, the, the sports is fun and, and scoring touchdowns is fun and all that. But 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 the, but the learning that happens within the fun uh, with things like that is is the stuff that will last forever. You know that th those are the, the yeah. qualities they'll take with them into the workforce and into school and into college eventually and and whatever they're going to do in their life. And, and and that's what I I really am excited about. Because you're you're building resilience, right? I mean, you're building this this attribute that 
there's going to be downsides in life. They're going to go into jobs. They're going to have bosses they don't like. They're going to drop the ball in a project. Definitely. So having that that reference point of positivity where they did drop the ball, but they picked it up. They kept running, figuratively speaking. Yep. No Definitely. puns intended. All puns intended. So, <laughs> Definitely. But Definitely. That, that is that life lesson that that has that impact. So yep. definitely want to hear more about game day sports, but I want to just double back because you haven't been at this for long and you left no. you know, a, a corporate job that you could potentially have been at for the rest of your life into retirement and you just pushed it all aside. So talk to yeah. us about what what has your entrepreneurial journey been like and maybe describe that a little bit. Uh, scary, fun, uh, <laughs> You know, I, I could probably use a lot of words, but maybe I'll bring my wife in here and she can, she can express <laughs> what, what it's been like for her. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you mentioned it, man. I, um, I was in the higher ed space for 15 years, uh, was really lucky and blessed to, 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 to be around that long and to get some promotions along the way. Um, but, but it's always been on my heart, uh, especially the last five years or so that, um, I, you know, God was pushing me into, into a different world, you know, and while things were comfortable and things, you know, bills were getting paid and, and there was certainly uh, a lot of security. Um, I just had it on my heart that I really wanted to, 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 to grow and, and start my own thing. And it, there was a journey in figuring out what that was even going to be. Um, but once, once it hit me that youth sports was my passion, um, and this world started to illuminate itself, um, you know, th th that's when the journey really began. And that's when I started having those tough conversations with my wife and said, hey, you know, what, <laughs> what do you think about me quitting my job and, uh, and doing new sports for a living? And, you know, and I uh, was waiting for her to hit me with the divorce line or, <laughs> or kick me out of the house. But but luckily, she, she's been a trooper and amazing. And uh, and it's, you know, and we're right in the middle of it. You know, there's yeah. the, the, it, nothing is written yet. You know, we're, we're in the middle of the grind right now. You know, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, there are no promises. There's no guarantees that this is even going to work. Um, but we're full steam ahead, brother. So how would you I mean, obviously, that that's a big thing. Entrepreneurs it's a scary thing, right? You, you leave yeah. that, that security of the paycheck, you leave the, I mean, just, just even figuring out, okay, health insurance. Yeah. No I've got to navigate all that. I think I called you for that. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I, I know a guy who knows a guy. <laughs> so I can, I can pass that along, but yeah. I mean, how do you navigate that fear? And before you answer that, I'll let you, you know, think about that. I remember you when we were sitting cubicle by cubicle Coming into work and talking about, you may not even remember this, but your neighbor, where you had these conversations with your neighbor, and you're like, and we just, we always know, like we're gonna, we're gonna move mountains. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. gonna, we're gonna tackle mountains. And I've, I've always known that you've had this, maybe internal like understanding that there's more for you. There's yeah. more for you out there, and I think a lot of people feel that. A lot of people do believe there's more out there for them, but man, getting over that fear to take those steps, to go all in, push the chips into the table and say, let it ride. How do you, how do you think about that? How do you do that? What would be your advice for other people who are in that boat right now thinking, how do I make this thing work? You know, what's funny is um, it's super ironic because, you know, I was lucky enough to be in leadership for a long time. Um, but, uh, one of the things I used to tell people all the time was, 
you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, and I was saying that in terms of their jobs or, or, or helping students or whatever, whatever the teaching was. Um, but as this journey started to unfold for me, um, and I started to think, can I actually leave this job, this incredible position, you know, upper management, uh, and, and actually do this? Um, my own my own words started to hit me like a brick between the eyes, and <laughs> and and that was, and I started to understand that at a different level, man. You know, like, and I started to look at all the people who are who are doing things that they're passionate about, and I started to read their stories um, about the very beginning, and it was never comfortable. You know, it yeah. was never easy. It was never uh, promised or guaranteed. Uh, but but the, the promise that if you don't do something um, and everything's staying the same, you know, that, that if you want security, then then stay where you're at. Right. Um, but I really, really spent a lot of time examining myself and and, and understanding is this fear um, because I don't think I can be successful or is it just fear because I've never done it before and, and lack of preparation and, and lack of planning, you know, and once I realized it was more about that, then I just sat down, put pen to paper, uh, got some quality people around me to join me in this uh, journey uh, and, and started to figure out what the plan would look like for me to eventually, um, eventually do this. And, you know, I can tell you that it was, it, it took 12 months, you know, right. I, it was literally mm-hmm. in a year be, uh, between, be, between the time of me saying, I'm going to quit my job. And me actually being ready to do that. So it took 12 months of planning, preparing, um, and all the above to actually make make the jump. I think that's such an important lesson, though, because we hear the stories of people making the jump, right? And if you come in mid-story and you hear your story like, okay, he just quit his job that he could be at for a very long time. And now he's got his business up and running. They don't see that grind of, you know, going to work and putting in a full day in corporate America. And then coming yeah. home and grinding it out till you know <laughs> the, the burning the candle at both yep. ends, so to speak, right? Yep. So exactly. And more often, I think the strategy should be, hey, test your commitment level in the midst of your real job, yeah. in the midst of that career, to where if you're not committed to even putting any time towards it, maybe it, you're really not that passionate about it. Yep. And maybe you don't have to, you know, put it all in the middle of the table to find out that you're not that passionate about it, which I think a lot of people do. So lo- love that. I mean, obviously going forward, it's there's still gonna be moments of being scared, uh, but but pushing through that, that's, that's the key. I remember uh, in 2016, I was training for a triathlon and literally in three, three months time, I crashed almost uh, once a month on my bike. And each time I crashed, it was, pretty difficult to get up and get back on and start riding again. And if I hadn't been signed up for race, I probably would have not gotten back on. Yeah. But because I'd already committed that money and that, you know, I had made that commitment, I had to get back on. And so I think, you know, the commitment to your vision is what will drive you forward, is what will push you forward. And so people need to be able to find that. They, they need yeah. to be able to tap into that and say, okay, this is more important than the comfort level. It's more important than the the safety of the same or the safety yeah. of the, the comfort. So love that. You talked a lot about um, getting good people around you. And I know a lot of your organization functions based on volunteer work. So yeah. talk to me about how you're enrolling people into your cause and maybe make some ties for how other organizations can utilize, you know, the volunteers. 
Yeah. You know, I, that's what, that's what was really cool for me is that um, I jumped back into a space that I came from, you know, sports is, was always big for me. And so when I started to, to, to put the plan together, I realized just how many people, how many friends I have um, that grew up playing sports with me or are still associated at some level, whether it's coaching or, or something else. Um, and so as I started to tap into my own network, I realized that I had a bunch of people who would love to help, would love to be a part of it. You know, our, our first season, I remember being, it was our beta test last summer. In the middle of summer, we launched our first flag Hold football on, season. Let me just add in Arizona. Yeah, yeah Arizona. Like how high, <laughs> 110, 115. <laughs> you know, and so my thought was, hey, nobody else is doing it and they're because they're smart, but at least we have no competition. <laughs> uh, maybe we get 30, 40 kids, and then I'll just see if I like it. I'll see if I enjoy the process. Well, lo and behold, we, we launched and we had 150 kids register and I was not ready for that. Wow. And so one of my biggest needs right away was coaches. And so I started calling a bunch of my friends and, and uh, who didn't even have kids, you know, on the teams and a bunch of them raised their hand and said, yeah, man, I'll help you out. I'll coach for you this first season. Um, and what's cool about that is most of those guys stayed coaching with us for the whole next year. So they've been coaching wow. with us now for four seasons. Um, and it's just been super, super cool, man. Super cool. That's, a, that's powerful. Yeah. And are, do you feel like they're tying, I mean, obviously they're tying into your mission because they're committing time away from yeah. their own families. In some cases they have kids. What would be your advice for other organizations trying to enroll volunteers or like talk to us about the workings of, of, of that? Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really critical that everyone knows what the mission is, you know. So for us, anytime we're onboarding someone uh, in the game day sports, whether it's a paid position or volunteer work, we, we need them to know what we're trying to do. You know, the mission for us is to elevate the responsibility of youth sports. So if you're about helping kids uh, build character, um, being respectful to everyone and making a really fun environment, then you can you can work with us and we'll we'll train you and we'll give you all the tools you need. Um, but you have to understand the vision. You have to understand the the the, the, the what we're trying to accomplish. Um, and so everyone who's with us, if they're wearing a game based sports shirt, um, you can you can trust that they're they're all about those three core areas. Um, and we just you know we're just talking about that all the time. So every decision we make, every every um, goal that we set, um, every new initiative that we're trying out, it has to fit. Um, in that, in that, in that, uh, wheelhouse of, uh, character, respect and fun. Yeah. I love that. Uh, and, and I mean, I think a lot of small business, new entrepreneurs, they get so much feedback sometimes when they first start that they're, they don't have that clarity of here are the things that are, our non-negotiables. Yeah. They don't change that. They can then stack everything else up against and say, is this a good idea? Well, does it meet these criteria? Great. Yes, we'll try it. Yep. Or nope, it doesn't. We'll, yep. we'll we'll be gone. So, where did you develop that? Where did you you know why why did you become so committed to that specifically? You know what? It it, it honestly has been the uh, culmination of the last year year and a half. Um, we we've just recently been able to put that into words because um, you know we, we we the sense of who we wanted to be was always the same. Um, but as I look back over the last you know twelve eighteen months. Um, I just thought about all the conversations we've had, all of the meetings that we've had with coaches, all of the tough, tough moments with 
parents going, you know, a little cuckoo or coaches, you know, uh, going beyond that line of respect. And, and as I thought of it, and, and as I was trying to really put the, the, um, the, the, the bow on what we want to be about those three words, um, and along with our awesome, uh, team, um, those were the three words and the three core areas that just shot out to us, you know, and that, that's, that's what we've been using already. Um, but once we were able to put it into words, it gave it even more Articulate power. It. Yeah, it gave it more power. And now and now we just uh, now it's part of everything. So what you're saying is that the the product of what you're running today is not the same product that it was 18 months ago. You've you've made some changes, some iterations, some yeah. pivots. Yeah, for so, sure. For sure. <laughs> I yeah, want to bring many, that out, right? Because there's all many. these entrepreneurs that they're, yeah. again, they have their idea and they they just, they wait to launch it. Right. They wait to put it out there. They wait to start talking about it because they're afraid somebody's going to steal it or, you know, it's, it. they're, they're worried about the outcome, right? Yeah. But the reality is our products change. Yeah. Our businesses change. Yeah. And so recognizing that that's going to happen is an important part of, of launching and running a successful business. Totally. What would you, and, yeah, go ahead. No, so I was going to say, and, and, and we, we want to be prepared, right? We want to be organized. Sure. I'm, not, I'm not saying do it, you know, you know, for flying off the hip or anything, but the best thing we did was learn on the job. You know, yeah. we, 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 we pride ourselves in being very organized, making sure our parents are communicated with, they know their game time, you know, everything about, you know, our sports league, we want to be very organized. But there were a million details that we had to learn as we ran into crossroads or ran into some hot water or, or figured out along the way. But, but I wouldn't change a thing, man, because we dove in and, and honestly, I feel like I got the best education, uh, a doctoral degree, if you will, by being in it and living it and, and seeing it firsthand and, and then having to make decisions. And sometimes those were good decisions made. Sometimes they were awful um, but, but we don't lose, right? We either win or we learn. And that's, we, we use the same philosophy for us as we make decisions at game day. We live or we learn. Love that. And I mean, it, this is what you're teaching your kids. This is what we're, te- this is what society needs is yep. it's not all going to be all planned out, all perfect, no errors, no mistakes. That's, that's a part of life. Yeah. How do yep. we, how do we pivot from it? How do we learn from it? How do we you know, make adjustments and, and make tweaks from there. Yep. So talk to us about some of the innovative things that you're doing with game day sports, because again, I'm just new to it. My six-year-old is, you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we were the parents that like went up the first time. We didn't even have like the camping chairs. <laughs> we like rolled in and we're like, where do we sit? Where are the, yeah. where are the bleachers? <laughs> or in some random park out in the middle of nowhere, the sun's right. like, Clearing down, there's no cover. Yep. It took one game of that, and we're like, okay, we got to get better at this. So we're <laughs> no getting doubt. better. But you're doing some things that I don't think I've ever seen in all of my history of ever knowing anything about youth sports. So yeah. talk to us about some of the cool things you guys are doing. Well, I think we try to, we're trying a lot of things, right? Everything doesn't work, but, but we have a couple of things that I'm really excited about. Uh, the first one is I just mentioned we want to be organized. You know, one of the biggest heartaches for me as a coach or as a parent in other places was just, you know, the, the disorganization or lack of communication or not knowing very simple things like where do we play? You know, what time do we play or schedules changing in the middle of the season when we already had something planned. 
So, you know, that was a big sticking point for me. And as I talked to a lot of parents, um, I know that's a big deal for them. So we partnered with, you know, for, so for us, technology is huge. So we, we partnered with a big software company um, that's do, that, that makes it very easy for us um, to, to be able to stay ahead of things, especially with scheduling and communication. Um, and, you know, it costs money, you know, and I think a lot, you know, sometimes it, some people may not, may not see the investment as worthwhile because, it, you know, you may get sticker shock at first. But I can tell you that for us, it's worth every penny. You know, because mm. our technology connects us with each one of our coaches, each one of our volunteers and each one of our family members. And any time that we need to communicate anything, it's at the, it's at the you know, it's at the touch of the iPhone or whatever. And 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 everyone reaches uh, or everyone is reached instantly, you know, and any changes, any uh, schedules when we send those out, you know, we try to get those out ahead of the time before the season starts, obviously. And. We get those out very quickly, very efficiently. All of our um, all of our outcomes, uh, everything is done through technology, and uh, and parents love it, you know. And so we we just we spend the extra dollar to to make sure that that portion of it is 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 uh, is very good. Okay, so communication is one. What are some of the other innovations that that you guys are doing? And I, and maybe maybe they're not innovations. I feel like they are, but. You kind of have things for all different ages. Yeah. And maybe you don't want to talk live about yeah, this. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, no, no. That's cool. Uh, you know, yeah, so we we started um, when we first kicked off, the idea was to do flag football. Um, and we did that with five to 14-year-olds, which in itself was kind of a big deal because we were going so young. Um, but what we noticed along our first couple of seasons is, man, we had some three-year-olds or some four-year-olds that were always hanging around and parents were trying to wrangle them while they're watching Big Brother. Um, and so we just, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and so we decided to launch um, what we call Mighty Tykes. And so Mighty Tykes is a skills building course uh, for three and four-year-olds. And so when mom and dad go to watch games or dropping them off in the Mighty Tykes uh, skill building course, um, and then we're teaching them and getting them ready. And then we, you know, once they get to, to, to league age and we, we can have a big graduation for them. And, and now they're entering our flag football program, not with deer in the headlights, but they're ready to roll, man, because they, they've been building at this thing for a while. Um, you know, and the same thing with, with, with some of the, you know, some of the sisters that were, that were there and they wanted to get involved. And many of them are playing flag football with us because we're a co-ed league, which is, we mm -hmm. really like, but, but, but we started a cheer program, you know, because we had a lot of uh, sisters that were, uh, that, that thought it'd be really fun to be able to cheer for for the football teams and so we just you know we, we we got to work and figured out what that might look like and found a director of cheer and a coach and build the program and launched that and 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 it's been you know growing every season so uh, some of those things are just you know they're just natural extensions because the platform sure. is getting so big and we're just trying to figure out ways to every for everyone to get involved but I mean, is it natural? I mean, are there other groups that have that type of uh, a option watching Big Brother, or Big Sister play? Yeah, we you know not a lot of people around us do it, so we we think it's pretty yeah. unique. Um, and uh, but yeah, but it's you know, but for us, it's just we're listening to our families, you know, watching um, as as we're we're going through our game day experiences and figuring out how we can keep adding value.
Well, we, my wife and I play tag team. So, I mean, yeah. we're, we're out there and it's like, Hey, you watch the first half and I'm going to watch the second half. Yeah. And the rest of the time we're chasing the kids off. One of the fields has a playground so kids can go play. And we've yeah. got to still look over. Right. Right. But no, I, I think that's huge. I think that's incredibly in, innovative and you guys are, you're, you're new on the scene. So yeah. that has to be building some traction, you know, Definitely. early on. Definitely. What's I want to shift gears a little bit because, as we said, you know, you're you're coming from corporate America. You know, you you've had this kind of on the side moving, and now you're in it full time. What surprised you most about this this change, this this transition? Uh, well, it's it's funny how much you learn about yourself. You know, um, uh, as vice president of operations at GCU, I didn't realize that when I asked for something to be done, there were, you know, legions of people that actually did the work. <laughs> um, and, uh, and now there are, there, there's just me, you know, or our small team that we're building, but, but yeah, just a lot about, about I, I've learned a lot about myself, man. So um, how much I enjoy um, the entire process, you know, how much I enjoy, I, I enjoy everything from, from planning out the next two years to talking to the next family that's, uh, that that's, you know, registering a kid who's never played before, you know, I, I, I enjoy the grind, you know, we, we, we're at the fields at six o'clock in the morning to get everything ready for our families. So by the time they get there at eight for them, it feels like we've, you know, they, they, they don't see anything. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know that waking up at, you know, four thirty in the morning on a Saturday was, was uh enjoyable option. yeah right or even an option yeah is there even a 4 30 <laughs> on the weekends i don't i found it i found it <laughs> but yeah so you know the grind i'm working harder probably um than i ever have for sure no no probably wow. i'm working harder than i ever have um but i enjoy every second of it you know every every everything that may have seemed like uh a burden before um, I, I just really enjoy now, you know, and, uh, I love, I love the whole process. Well, I, I think it's impressive. And I remember calling you that first week when you were hundred percent on your own Yeah. and I've seen other people make that transition where they're like, I'm going to take a week off. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I called you pretty prepared to like, give you that. Don't take the time off. Get after it. And yeah. dude, I think you had already, you had already been at it for like six or seven hours and it was like, you know, 10 or 11 in the morning. So yeah, it, you definitely were not wasting, you know, any time getting, getting to what you need to be doing. Yeah. Where do you guys go from here? What's the vision for, for game day sports? Everything right now is about scaling, you know? And so I spend uh, a, a majority of my time um, developing relationships and signing partnerships um, across the state right now so that we can expand our program. So we feel like the last year and a half or so has been just a really strong beta. Um, you know, our pilot has worked and we feel really good about it. We've learned a lot. Um, and now we're excited to expand. So, uh, this year we're going to expand to two new locations. Uh, right now we're wow. in the West, West Valley of Phoenix. Um, we're going to expand to the Northwest Valley and the East Valley. Um, and so that's all happening in the next six months. So, um, which in the past six months sounds like forever away as a business <laughs> owner, six months is like tomorrow, yeah. so, like no time to waste. And it feels, you know, everything is urgent, but, uh, but that's, that's what we're doing right now. You know, we, we would love to be in, um, across Valley wide in Arizona, uh, and, you know, quickly get over to, uh, some of our neighboring States and see, uh, 
see how wide we can make this program. What, what would be your message for entrepreneurs? So growth, scaling, you know, that, that's obviously something that many business owners are, are working toward. Yeah. What would be your message, advice, guidance for those entrepreneurs? I, I think um, I think is l- let the fear fuel you, you know, let 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 the doubt fuel you. Um, the, the scary part on this side of the world is that no one's promising you anything. You know, yeah. there's no paycheck promise. There's no success promise. There's a lot of doubt. And, and oftentimes, like me, if you're a small business started just starting, there's no you know, there's no one to even bounce ideas off of. So you may think of an idea. It may be a good idea, but is it the best idea? Um, who knows, you know, and so, uh, you know, stay, stay, stay excited, be confident despite the doubt, um, and then get some experienced entrepreneurs around you, um, that you can bounce ideas off of and, and, and don't be afraid to get coached up. You know, a lot of times we just want to be our own boss and we think, oh, we make all the decisions. And so that's cool. It's not that cool when your decisions are poor, you know, so, uh, (laughs) So let get some get some people who, who've been doing it around you um, and let them tell you that that's stupid. You know, don't do it that way or think <laughs> about this. Um, you know, that's been really helpful for me getting some getting some guys around me who've ran their own shop for you know, 20, 30 years and and have been around the block a few times. Love that. Uh, the, the value of a network. I mean, critical. Yeah. It, it, and that that really goes for anybody, whether you're in a career or whether you're a business owner on your own. You know, a lot of times we build our network with people like us or who work where we work. And the more diversified that that network is, then the more access we have to different perspectives or different ideas or, you know, different innovation innovations. I think you know that's something that you're doing is you're bringing things in that other people are doing in pockets. Yeah. But you're bringing them into your business. And that's, you know, allowing you to take advantage of some good growth opportunity. Yeah. Awesome. What, what, what is the fear that's fueling you, Reggie? Well, listen, when you, uh, when you leave, uh, you know, pretty decent (laughs) job and and your family's been used to, you know, a certain lifestyle and, and all that, you know, like there's a lot on the line, man, you know, there's a lot on the line. And, and, uh, and I, I've asked my wife to go on this journey with me and she's been amazing enough to, to be a part of it. And, you know, not that she's going to throw anything back in my face, but I, but I certainly want to, I certainly want this thing to work and I want it to be uh, productive and be able to provide for my family. But also, you know, I have people on the team now, you know, so there's, you know, I'm creating jobs and and, and these people are depending on these jobs. So um, I I feel that sense of, um, you know, not fear, but just uh, the responsibility to, to, to do a great job because we're impacting um, a lot of people and a lot of lives and, and, you know, and that can paralyze you if you let it um, or it can yeah. kill you. You know, and for me, it's exciting because I know that every day I got to sharpen that sword. Every day I got to be ready um, and I got to bring I got to bring it. You know, I can't yeah. I can't sit around and and uh, and and not not make it happen. It's, it's go time every day. So one of the things that this show is all about is helping executives, business owners, entrepreneurs really own their business. Right. And so not just their business, um, but their life in general, right? So how do you managing, you know, your business that's a startup that has all of this responsibility to excel and succeed? Yeah. How do you also make sure that the needs of your family are met, the time with your children, the time with your wife, you know, your 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 own well-being? How do you manage all of that and 
keep it all in check? I think the best thing I did the first day that I was, you know, uh, you know, free of the corporate job, if you will, and flying solo is um, I put myself on a schedule uh, from day one, you know, and so I know that when I wake up, you know, uh, one of the luxuries that I wanted to include was taking the kids to school, you know, so I'm taking the kids to school, then I can hit the gym and then I can go, go get after it, you know, for a certain amount of time every day. And then, and then put a stop time on that too, so that I can get back home and still be, you know, husband and and dad in the evening. Um, and so, and that schedule doesn't stay the same every day. You know, there are things that pop up and emergencies and things that, that change it, but I know what I got to get back to. You know, and so I know what home base from a schedule standpoint looks like. Um, and I try to stay very close to that because if I follow that, um, then I'm touching all the areas that I know I need to touch and, and, and uh, not letting anything get off kiltered. A lot of transitioning entrepreneurs make make that mistake. They don't have a schedule. Yeah. And, and honestly, when we do pull away from that that external structure that's happened, whether it be college or whether it be, you know, a job whether or, or even like a, a church can provide that that's a structure that once it's For gone sure. people have a really difficult time creating their own structure no so doubt. making sure that you identify what are the things that are most important in your case yep. taking your kids to school you know getting your work done getting your getting your exercise in making sure that you create that structure and then living into it that's in general because Otherwise, you know, you could lock yourself in a room and work on your business for the next week forever, and nobody, forever. Would, be, yeah. nobody yeah. would even see you, right? Yeah. So, and you allowing, could justify that. Right, and exactly. Could, and you could justify that. And, that. and that that was one of my, one of the things that I think my wife was really good early on, just saying, hey, there's got to be some kind of balance here. I know you got to get after yeah. it. And I know the responsibility you feel, um, but there's got to be balance. And so that was good for me to hear because, yeah, I could have easily done that and still can. Yeah. You know, there's... There, there's never a shortage of work or, or emails or contacts or people to follow up with. So um, it, it's important to do that for yourself. One of the things that I've cited here on, on the show a couple times before is, you know, the amount of time that parents are spending with kids has actually increased since the 60s, I believe. Increased. They're spending more time with kids, but that's just quantity of time and not quality of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my wife and I we were talking today about how you know, when we look at a, any given day, we may not spend a ton of quantity of time with our kids. Yeah. But when you look at the week, then we do have good pockets of quality time yeah. where we're focused on them. We're not sitting there on our phones. We're not watching TV. You know, we're actually having conversation with them. We're asking them about their feelings and what they're doing and, you know, how they what's their perspective on things. So I think you're totally right. I mean, I think making sure that we've got that amount of that time for those people that we love, that is a key to making sure that balance grows. And the, the most important thing is they don't get lost. Yeah. And to your point, that looks different any given day. You know, you yeah. might be have a meeting that goes late, but as we look, as you zoom out and you look at the week, you look at the month, you know, is the quality, you know, and quantity, is it there? Yeah. Um, and if it's not, then time to, time to redirect, time to pivot, you know, time, time to move on from there. Yep. What are you most excited about as it relates to your business and, and the path forward? Growth, man. I mean, I, I am right now just laser focused on growth. Uh, I'm so excited uh, to see kids across the valley here in Arizona be a part of the Game Day Sports program. I'm so excited to launch new locations and new programs. 
um, uh, get new people on board, uh, staffing, volunteers, um, doing more of what we've done in our one location and doing it across the valley. Um, that is, I'm pumped up for that right now. That's, that's, that's goal number one and, and, uh, and mission, the next mission on the table. And it sounds like it's headed in the right direction, Reggie. You're yeah. doing awesome work. Anything that you want us to, you'd like to share about game day sports or about your journey before I, I let you get back to your, your work day? Yeah, thank you. Quick plug. Uh, any, uh, anyone out there that knows uh, flag football coaches or teams, we are going to have an amazing two-day summer night showdown tournament at Grand Canyon University, uh, June 30th and July 1st, a Saturday and Sunday. All the games will be at night, 7, 8, 9 p.m. We'll turn the lights on. We'll have some music. We'll have some bouncy, some food. Uh, it's going to be a blast. So tell your flag football coaches out there, it's going to be a really fun event. Love that. I let Reggie announce that because whenever I do it, I mess it up. I always do something <laughs> like Friday Night Lights. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't want to get sued. So, so. And I'll also make the disclaimer that's in Arizona. So anybody who's watching yeah. from North Carolina, unless your team is that good and you want to bring baby. them to Arizona, come then on down. Come, <laughs> come, on down. come play on a college college field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I, again, I don't think I've ever heard of that being done with, you know, a, a, a junior you know five football league so yeah kudos to you ready a joy having you thanks for coming on love your energy love your passion as always i just think you're doing amazing things i hope you loved that episode as much as i did reggie is a dear friend an amazing entrepreneur um, and obviously i mean so much energy i hope you felt that if you liked this episode, please leave a comment in iTunes uh, or wherever you uh, listen to podcasts. Find me on Instagram. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Uh, join our group, uh, Own Your Business on Facebook, a Facebook group for executives, entrepreneurs, business owners who are looking to take their, their performance to that next level in all areas of our, of our life. So uh, if that's you and if that's your mission and your objective in life, then uh, by all means, come join us, share of your wisdom, learn a thing or two from uh, friends and colleagues in the same boat that you're in, and uh, keep on powering on. So thanks again for listening, and uh, more to come.